16 minutes it is after 8 p.m. You tuned in to uh, Metro FM Talk here on the Mighty Metro. Now, we would have had our shop stewards corner now. And um, we wanted to uh, pick up on uh, what came out of the Labour Court earlier on today. Uh, Judge Van Nickerk uh, saying that Saka and Numsa should maybe approach the High Court uh, for the relief that they want under the Companies Act. Uh, but uh, yeah, we're going to shift our attention away from that story. And uh, I do understand Numsa and Saka still studying that judgment. So I'm now going during this time. But that being said, while we are on air, um, yeah, Dudu Zuma Sambuza um, put out a letter from her father uh, dated today, the 15th of February 2021, with some very interesting, I guess, observations on what uh, uh, occurred at the Zondo Commission earlier on today between Justice Zondo and uh, Advocate Pretorius. Um, and uh, I guess joining me now to make sense of this and other developments that we had, including what happened out at the Gauteng RET press conference today and at the commission. I'm joined um, by my colleague Samgele, Samgele Masego to, to make sense of uh, some, some of these issues. Samgele, good evening to you and welcome. A very good evening to you, uh, Arabonga and to your listeners. Yeah, always a pleasure, my brother. Samgele, I, I want us, you know, maybe before we get to this letter, Let's maybe start off at that press conference you were at. I mean, I caught the tail end of it, I must say. I mean, uh, I caught the last part of, uh, you know, Carl Neerhaus's remarks before uh, SABC 404 had to maybe transition to something else. Uh, but uh, a lot of the questions you were posing alongside many of your colleagues uh, in the media, seemingly, I guess, uh, being answered with a mix of sort of uh, intellectual gymnastics and uh, uh, also a lot of the suggestions that there is a campaign against Jacob Zuma, and uh, maybe just some of your reflections on that particular hearing uh, by the uh, RET forces in the province of Gauteng, and uh, you know some of your reflections as you left that meeting. Essentially, that briefing left me thinking that uh, the battle lines within the governing party have essentially been drawn, and it's no longer about the former president. It actually involves current contemporary politics within the governing party as they build up to their anticipated National General Council and if and effectively mm. their elective conference that will take place next year. In that particular briefing today, you had Carl Niehaus and other members of the RET grouping within Gauteng saying that they are Ace Mahafule and Ace Mahafule is them pledging their solidarity to the Secretary General and that the Secretary General uh, will not step aside. They go further to say that... Uh, Jacob Zuma will not be jailed and they will not allow for Esma Khashoggi to step aside. And that uh, there is uh, a selective uh, prosecution within the African National Congress for those who are pushing for radical economic transformation in the country and those whom are seemingly in the camp of President Cyril Maposa, they are left mm. alone to their own devices and not held accountable. So what I saw is a faction of the radical economic transformation within the African National Congress coming together and betting for Ace Mahashule and the former president of the ANC, Jacob Zuma. Essentially, they are saying he's not even a former president. He's their president and they recognize him. And going further mm. to say that uh, the courts must unseal the CR-17 bank statements in the allegations that the ANC president, Sir Ramaphosa, may have bought the Nasra conference. So essentially, what mm. we are seeing is uh, two organizations in one. And one particular organization came out guns blazing today to fight for their sure. uh, men in uh, the ANC, NEC, and the ex-official Jacob Zuma mm. as they are currently facing legal and political battles. 
Yeah. Samgale, I want us to pause here for a second and uh, take a quick spot break. When we come back, uh, I want us to make sense of this in the context of, uh, you know, some of the remarks over the last week or so by the National Executive Committee and the National Working Committee of the ANC. Uh, but uh, we take a brief break now. We come back and we'll also take a look at that uh, letter there, 37 bullet points uh, put down by uh, President Zuma this evening. Uh, reflecting rather heavily on uh, what uh, transpired at the Zondo Commission earlier on today. We'll continue after this. Twenty-two minutes it is after eight p.m., and uh, we try and make sense, of course, of uh, the uh, unfolding uh, debacle there yeah, between the uh, Azondo Commission into uh, allegations of state capture, and uh, yeah, this letter coming through from uh, President Jacob Zuma, uh, or former President Jacob Zuma, and Samgela Maseko joins me, uh, one of our colleagues here at the SABC. Um, a, uh, one of our political minds here at the public broadcaster joining me uh, this evening. And uh, Samgele, uh, I, I guess I posed part of the question before we went to the break, which was, you know, in light of the remarks that have been made just on the step aside question by the National Working Committee and the NEC of the ANC, uh, what did you make of the remarks of uh, the Gauteng RET grouping? Uh, and uh, of course, after that, we'll, we'll certainly come closer to uh, the 37 point letter uh, that President Jacob Zuma released uh, a few hours ago this evening. What is essentially that came out of that particular briefing of the IT grouping is that there's a rebellion that uh, is coming uh, in, in within the African National Congress uh, for uh, in support of the former president and support of the Secretary General Ace Mahashwile. For instance, Carl Nihaus goes further to expand and say that in saying that uh, there are many people who are calling for other leaders of the ANC to step aside, but there are other leaders of the African National Congress who live in glass houses who are making these calls, who are also facing issues of criminal charges, they too should step aside and the focus should not only be on the Secretary General of the ANC. They go further to say that in this country you are innocent until proven guilty. So why should Ace Mahashule step aside when he has not been found guilty by any court of law? So essentially you've got a group within the African National Congress that wants to rebel against the ANC uh, 54th National Conference Resolution that all leaders of the African National Congress who are charged with serious crimes should step aside. A resolution that has been affirmed by two, by three consecutive uh, NEC meetings starting from last year. You remember that first one in November, which was addressed mm. virtually by the ANC Top 6 and by President Ramaphosa, which also called on ANC leaders and former leaders and members to abide and to assist the State Capture Commission of Inquiry with whatever investigations it may have, which a former President Jacob Zuma has essentially defied now. And you had this past weekend's National Executive Committee of the African National Congress. You saw that mm. statement of the closing remarks of the ANC president once again reiterating the call for all former leaders and leaders of the ANC and also members to cooperate with the State Capture Commission of Inquiry former President Jacob Zuma is seemingly going against that NEC sure. resolution on top of defying the apex court in the land, which is the constitutional court, mm. which compelled him to appear before the State Capital Commission of Inquiry. Yeah. So you can see that a rebellion is building within the African National Congress and the gauntlet has been dropped and the battle lines have essentially been drawn. Mm. 
And Samkele, I mean, I guess, you know, we'll come back to, to the issues around the Apex Court and, uh, you know, where the, the defiance on that particular score. But uh, let, let's maybe complete the point around the, the African National Congress itself. Um, one gets a sense that, uh, you know, effectively here, um, you know, the, the mandate given to the NEC to clarify, thresh out, uh, you know, the, I guess, the, the nuance and the detail around the step-aside provision effectively gives, you know, somebody like the, you know, uh, a secretary general of the ANC, uh, you know, a former president Jacob Zuma and many others, uh, who I would argue are also sit on the other side of the factional divide that uh, clearly exists here, uh, probably a limited amount of time, because one would think that once those, uh, you know, details of the application of the step aside provision come into effect, uh, that uh, there might necessarily not be any other choice for these entities. Will that, I guess, present a political crisis point in the ANC, and if so, uh, in your reading, uh, uh, what do you anticipate happening at that point? Interestingly, the focus is on those who are currently charged who are in the radical economic transformation faction within the ANC. They are not the only ones who are facing charges within mm. the high echelons of the ANC. You go sure. to provinces such as KwaZulu-Natal. You've got Michael Mabuyakulu, who was a strong proponent mm. of Cyril Ramaphosa going to the 54th National Conference. Who yes. was also one of the strong campaigners of the ANC president now, Sir Ramaphosa, who currently faces charges of corruption whilst he was still the Ministry of Economic Development in that uh, particular province. He had to recuse himself from being deployed to the provincial legislature, which subsequently meant his name had to be withdrawn from the three names mm-hmm. which may have been submitted to the ANC, ANC from the premiership of the province, which he was the most senior within the ANC uh, deployees in that particular list going to uh, the provincial legislature. He fell by the wayside. He also stepped aside. You've got uh, one of the NECs of health from your home province, the former uh, province of the legends, the Eastern Cape, uh, Gomba, who's now been charged for stealing resources of uh, now mm. former President Nelson Mandela's funeral. And you've got other leaders of the African National Congress in other provinces who are facing a similar fate, such as Bandile Masugu in Gauteng, such as Kusela Tiko, who's also on a leave of absence politically and from a work-wise in the presidency. So there are other leaders of the ANC within the National Executive Committee who've got a dark cloud hanging over their heads. You've got the likes of Mm. Sabang Makwetla, who've also appeared at the State Capture Commission of Inquiry for various allegations which involve Bosasa. You've got Gwede Mandashe. You may not have a criminal case, but many ANC leaders have had some sort of questions to do on other side Mm. of the political divide. So this rebellion by mm. those who are in support of Jacob Zuma and Ace Mahafule essentially tells you and draws the difference of politicians within the governing party, whom some of them, their livelihood is politics of the day, and others whom have been able to create some sort of wealth accumulation and life outside of the government sphere. Mm-hmm. Samgala, on the weekend we saw um, a parade uh, outside in Gandla, you know, uh, people in military fatigues of uh, the former military wing of the ANC, Um, you know, singing some of the songs, I guess, uh, um, you know, about Jacob Zuma and his role as their commander. Uh, we also saw, you know, images of Kinsuinkomo uh, at some point. Um, so, so a lot was happening on the weekend, what one would think. And then you have the events of today at the Zondo Commission, followed up as they are with this particular letter. And I want to draw our attention you know, to one of the uh, sort of paragraphs that uh, the former president puts together here. In number 11, uh, one of the things that he says, it says, faced with this obvious unlawful appointment of the commission, 
the Chief Justice, uh, you know, endorsed it, and later, and indeed, unsurprisingly, Ju Judge President Mlambo also endorsed the unprecedented breach of this principle of separation of powers between the executive and the judiciary. No matter how long we deny it or ignore it, the illegality of that decision to allocate to the judiciary a constitutional function of the president will stubbornly stare us in the face. Now, uh, it's quite interesting in the context of some of the other remarks that he makes where he says, you know, this is a multi-sectoral sort of frenzy around him aimed at, you know, trying to discredit his name. Uh, and makes one wonder, you know, he says it's a sponsored multi-sectoral collaboration to remove him from office. And yet one would think that he signed and maybe sort of uh, worked on the terms of reference of this particular grouping and uh, I guess was the one who had the authority to appoint the presiding officer in this particular case. How do we make sense of this? I want, I want, we need to go further to say that uh, it is the former president himself who appointed the Deputy Chief Justice Raymond Zondo as the chairperson of the State Capture Commission of Inquiry after three mm. names were submitted to him. Today, Carl Niehaus went further to say that the Chief Justice, Mkweng Mkweng, had had Justice Desai as the chairperson of the State Capture Commission of Inquiry and alleges that some sort of intervention happened overnight and Justice Desai no longer became available to chair the State Capture Commission of Inquiry, which bore the idea of the Deputy Chief Justice Raymond Zonu chairing the State Capture Commission of Inquiry. If you read this particular letter of the former president, you go to point, um, point 29, Ayabonga, Mm. Where the yeah. oh no no yeah point twenty nine the former president goes further to say quote we sit with some judges who have assisted the incumbent mm. president to hide from society what on the face of it seems to be bribes obtained in order to win an internal ANC election we sit with some judges who sealed those records simply because such records may reveal some of them while presiding in our courts have had their hands filled with proverbial 30 pieces of silver, sure. end of quote. That, Ayabonga, essentially sums up the relationship of the former president with the judiciary of this country and also with the political head of the governing party and of the government, which is President Cyril Ramaphosa. Mm. Their relations have essentially broken down. If you've got a former president who alleges that the judges have been paid to hide those uh, CR17 bank statements because their names mm. may be amongst them and that they are in cahoots with the former president, which goes to the allegation that Cyril Ramaphosa may have been working with the judges in order to nullify the 2015 KwaZulu Natal Provincial Conference, to nullify uh, some uh, regional conferences in the TEC and regional conferences of Bujanala in, uh, in the Northwest Province, in Northwest. and nullified mm, mm. the provincial executive of the Free State Province, which Ace Mahasule was the provincial chairperson of going to the Nazareth Conference. So it basically puts the ANC in a quagmire where a significant faction within the governing party is seemingly at odds with mm. the judiciary of this country. You've seen the onslaught that the, the likes of MKMVA, the Women's League, and other structures of the ANC have had on the judiciary of this country. And lately, sure, sure. that letter, which had to be issued later with an apology by the Deputy Secretary General of the ANC, Jesse Duarte, and recently the Women's League President, Batabi mm. Lekamu.
Sankale, it, it presents a, a complication to our democratic dispensation, right? Um, in the sense that, you know, if, if former President Jacob Zuma is allowed to hold a view that says there is some collusion between members of the current executive and some who sit in the judiciary, called upon to adjudicate certain disputes uh, around, you know, facts and, uh, you know, the application of the laws in the society. Um, does that give him any, I guess, standing, both legally but also politically? Uh, because we also know that, you know, sometimes, I guess, uh, perception might be more material than some of the facts and uh, some of the, I guess, legal arguments when it comes to the political realm as well. What, what do you make of that? I mean, one is standing in terms of, I guess, the legal standing to, to claim what he feels are the rights that uh, are under abuse by the judiciary here. He even uses that language in his letter. But then on the other hand, I mean, a letter like this is also, uh, you know, for many, I guess, a political act. It's not just, you know, to say this is my view, but it's also, I guess, to marshal whatever forces that might see him as somebody who is under siege. There are those within the ANC who may perceive him as being under siege, particularly those within the faction of President Cyril Ramaphosa. There are those within his own core who may feel that there is a selective persecution against the persona of the former president, which is an, an allegation that has been the time in memorial, particularly around 2003, going to the 2005 uh, NGC of the African National Congress at the University of Pretoria, Polokwane uh, in 2007, 2012, uh, Bloemfontein Manga Wong, and subsequently Nasrat uh, in 2017. And uh, here we are today. This is an allegation that has always been there by the former president, and he's always pleaded for his day in court. But many analysts and many legal experts have said that uh, he has uh, adopted a Stalingrad approach of never having his day in court. We just had a recent uh, judgment uh, where Talis as, uh, is no longer appealing a certain judgment, and uh, the criminal trial of the former president may begin as soon as May this year. And uh, these are some of the allegations that have been there against the former president. To the irony of many, he's always pleaded for his day in court to clear his name and to finally put the many wrongs that he perceives have been said in society and correct them. But the former president is just seemingly unwit- unwilling uh, to go ahead with any of these criminal cri- uh, criminal trials, to take the dock, is unwilling to go to the State Capital Commission of Inquiry. I always ask a lot of government officials and politicians, and particularly uh, the legal fraternity guys as well, when the former president issued a letter in saying that there are relations between himself and the Deputy Chief Justice, the Chairperson of the State Capital Commission of Inquiry, is the former president indirectly telling us that he abused his power whilst he was still the president of the country, when he appointed Raymond Zondo as the deputy chief justice of this country, did he not then think of their relations at that point in time when he appointed him? Why does he then say now that their relations, Mm -hmm. their friends, they go back to the early 1990s, that they are Mm -hmm. also family-related, as Zondo shares a child? with uh, Raymond, with uh, Zuma's estranged wife, uh, Madiva Zuma. So the former president has been essentially with the sister, also yes, of, himself of, in a uh, tight corner when it comes to these issues on these allegations of a persecution against him by the criminal justice in this country. Mm. Samgela, before I let you go, I mean, how do you see this unfolding? Um, our next conversation is with, you know, a legal expert who might maybe unpack for us some of the legalese around this. But uh, from a political perspective, 
Uh, how do you see this unfolding within uh, the African National Congress? And I guess, um, moreover, from the perspective of the Zondo Commission itself? There's no turning back of the factions in the ANC. The battle lines have been drawn. It's Ace Mahafule, uh, the RET grouping within the ANC, versus uh, those who are perceived to be what they dub as agents of white monopoly capital, those who are perceived to be morally upright in society. Ace Mahafule versus Cyril Ramaphosa in the ANC. And this leaves uh, Didi Mabuza and uh, the Deputy President, uh, the Deputy President Didi Mabuza and the Treasurer General Paul Mashatile with uh, a hardball, if one may put it like that, uh, to choose between either one of these factions once again. And it essentially says that uh, the National General Council of the African National Congress is going to be chaotic, as uh, mm. there will be similar scenes as those we saw in the Eastern Cape Provincial Congress. I'm not saying chairs yeah. of life. Have those been scheduled? It's going to be very chaotic as uh, the faction Has that NGC been scheduled? Two organizations in one. Mm. Has that NGC been scheduled? That National General Council is supposed to take place virtually slash hybrid. Uh, mm. They have not uh, come out with any logistical preparations as yet. They have not told us how the branch general meetings are going to take place, how the branches are going to choose delegates mm. to that NGC, or are they simply going to take the chairpersons and secretaries to the National General Council, sure, but that sure. can be contested in a court of law. Uh, the, uh, the branches need to sit, they need to have a quorum of... Uh, 50 plus one, uh, which essentially means if they are 100, if they're 100 and uh, if the 101 members is in a branch, 51 uh, branch members have to be present in that uh, BGM. But we do know mm. that in the country there are no gatherings of more than 50 people. Uh, that's yes. the legislation, and political gatherings are forbidden at this point in time. One, uh, one asks himself, how can Jacob Zuma supporters call for a political gathering outside court on the 23rd of February? And also this coming Friday for Ace Mahafule when there's, mm. there's regulations in place of the lockdown of no political gatherings due to the COVID-19 well, tells you who's obeying the law and who's not. Mm. But uh, the ANC has not been clear on how it's preparing yeah. for the National General Council. Quite honestly, I don't see it taking place this year. Worse, you've mm. got an election the ANC is trying to win on the local government elections and win mm. back the lost mm. ground in the lost metros in Nelson Mandela Bay in also Johannesburg and the city of Tswane. Yeah, yeah. So many, so many complicating factors, uh, Samgela, there. And I think if, if, if you're likening it to what happened at the East London ICC in 2017, then uh, I think uh, we, we better sort of strap on our seatbelts and get ready for, for a lot of action on that score. You mentioned what's coming up on Friday. Now, that's the appearance of uh, the Secretary General of the ANC alongside others. Uh, before the courts. Um, uh, just your expectation on that one before we let you go and uh, I guess uh, how that as a key milestone in this looming showdown, uh, what role that will play, if any? The mere fact that a sitting Secretary General of the African National Congress was arrested, like in, I always liken it, uh, you, cannot, you cannot have the same veracity and the same weight as to when the former President Jacob Zuma was charged uh, and when mm. he was removed by then uh, president of the ANC of the country, Kabumpe, when he was still deputy president. But uh, post Polokwan, this is the most rapturous time that the ANC has had since Polokwan. There has been no more devastating pullback or a split of the ANC than that of COPE. Yes, the EFF. Did not, the EFF was expelled from, Julius Malema was expelled, mm. subsequently the EFF was formed, 
but that rupture was not at the magnitude of COP. But this rupture, when you look at how the factions were at the Nasra conference, where Cyril Ramaphosa won by about 20 to 15 votes against Tong Sakosa Zanadamini Zuma, and Ace Mahafule won by about 8 votes against Senzo Mtunu, it tells you that the two factions are neck on neck. But hmm. this time around, you've not had provinces pledging their support for Ace Mahashule. You've had individuals going to support him. In the past, mm. you've had provinces nailing their colors to the mark, Bumalanga, Kozulu Natal, Eastern Cape, Free State, uh, Limpopo, going towards the Pulokwane Conference. But this time around, very few people. And also, it is those whom are charged with allegations of corruption. Some have been convicted. Many people say it was the reunion of the expandables outside court and mm. on Esmahashule first appears. You can name the likes of Bohani Pongo, Tony Yangini, Museben Zizwane, uh, those uh, William yes, Bolwani, yeah. which were the case mm. of uh, uh, firearms and his vehicle being used in heist, in his X5 mm. vehicle, which was used in, allegedly in heist. Uh, of, uh, of 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 cars transporting money in the Free State Province, so it tells you of the individuals surrounding Ace Mahashule. Not to say any he's guilty, but some of the people that he is alongside with are also charged with serious allegations of crime, corruption, and money laundering. Some have been convicted, like Tony Ngi. Samuel. As always, my brother, a pleasure to catch up with you and uh, thank you once again for your deep insight into uh, some of these uh, questions. And we certainly wait for Friday with bated breath. I know you're going to be there on the sidelines bringing all of that to us uh, here on uh, the public broadcaster. You can certainly catch us together there on uh, SABC's Channel 404 on the DSTV bouquet. Thank you very much. Thank you to your listeners as well. Thank you very much.